The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. It's time to talk from the inside of sports. It's time for G Cobb in the House with Gary Cobb and co-host Micah Warren. We'll talk to and about players, front office personnel, agents, and the newsmakers in and around sports. Now, here are your hosts, G Cobb and Micah Warren. What's going on, everybody? How you doing? I'm Micah Warren. This is G Cobb in the House on VoiceAmericaSports.com. I'm joined tonight by my buddy Jason Ashworth. Uh, Jay, are you there? I am here, my friend. What's happening, brother? How are you? It's Friday. I'm I'm always good on a Friday. You don't have to worry about me. Right, right, right. There's uh, you know, tonight I was thinking we could talk about sports. What do you know about that? Uh, yeah, there's a lot going on. Pirates, Ooh. what they're doing at the break, what the Atlanta Thrashers are going to do the off season. I mean, I'm I mean, excited. I know the Atlanta Thrashers have certainly been the talk lately. <laughs> but uh, there's big stuff going down this week. Um, and now, I admit I didn't get a chance to see it. Did you watch the whole LeBron Tarage nonsense last night? I did, uh, start to finish, I did. I'm uh, one of the few, I think, that uh, that appreciated it. Not appreciated it, but at least was uh, captured by it. I wanted to see it start to finish. Uh, I enjoyed it, you know, for all intents and purposes. So I know a lot of people out there didn't, but I guess I was one of them that, that, uh, that didn't miss too much of it. Man, people are ripping him so bad. I don't know, Jason Whitlock just tore into him today. Free this and that. And what? Well, look, and here's the thing. Um, the only thing that I can think of, because people say, oh, you, you know, this to the fans of Cleveland and this and that. Did he? The only thing I can think, the only point that I've seen today that someone made about what he owed Cleveland was maybe just letting them know immediately he wasn't coming back. I mean, do you really think yesterday morning he woke up and was like, I think I'm going to go to the Heat? I mean, when do you think he made this decision realistically? Um, well, you know what, I, I, I think it's almost an unfair question. Um, simply because we don't, things, we don't know. What's that? I think you're supposed to know these things. <laughs> I, you know, to be honest with you, Mike, I think we don't know how many decisions. I guess I, you know, I'll just pose that to um, you and the two other people that are listening. Uh, <laughs> you know, how many, t- <laughs> how many times do you, when you're making a decision, do you waver? Do you go back and forth? And that's just decisions. Or, look, I sat here. I, you know, I hopped on this call a couple minutes late because I'm sitting here. I'm trying to figure out what I want for dinner. I'm trying to flip-flop, okay, do I want this? Do I, I don't know. And, you know, I, I changed my mind a couple times. He's talking about a life-altering decision where he's got the entire, well, for all intents and purposes, four or five cities waiting on every word, and every city he goes to is a completely different chapter that he would write in the, in the book of LeBron James, if you will. Um, so, yeah, I mean, who knows? Who knows? And if he, if he made that decision that morning, um, you know, I, I, I won't judge him for him. It's a huge decision. No, I, I hear you, and and I understand. This is what what I don't get because I, I was listening to some sports radio last night, and people were calling in. This is a disgrace. This and that. I don't get. He's got the right to go wherever he wants. That's that's part of the collective bargaining. That's part of what the sport has set up. 
a point to, point, the point to where he can say, all right, I have free agency. I'm going somewhere else. He has the right to go where he thinks there's more talent. If he thinks he has a chance to win in Miami, that's fine. And, and maybe they do. I mean, obviously, with, with him, Bosch, and Wade, I don't think there's anybody else on the team right now. <laughs> but it, it might not matter who, who else you put out there. Um, do I think he strung those other teams along? Not necessarily. He gave them a chance to bid. You come to me. And, and if he wasn't worth it, they wouldn't have done it. You got it. You got it. For everybody, look, and I'll be honest with you, if you want to make this the hour of LeBron James, that's all well and good with me because I have a plethora of opinions on how everything went down, and unfortunately it's going to go against what majority of people think, I think. Um, I tend to agree with you. Uh, and you know you and I don't always agree on certain things. but oh, we, we always do. agree, Jay. We always agree. <laughs> but when we do, we agree. <laughs> the, I, I think the, the thing, what we need to understand, and what I guess the, the public needs to understand is, we created this. We did this. Here's a guy who was in, was in high school, was in middle school. Middle school, they had their eyes on him. He gets to high school, and the entire country is frothing at the mouth for this guy. The entire country is, is anointing this guy the next great in the NBA. Um, he's getting coverage. He, he's getting blown way out of proportion. Now, how does he live up to the height? Yes, of course he has. However, we have put it in his head that he is bigger than the game. Although when LeBron James speaks, he's mature. He's more mature than his age. Uh, he comes off very humble, despite what this special may say about his character and his ego, fair enough. But he's just playing the hand that was dealt to him. If the entire time we're going to blow this guy up and make him seem and feel and, and perceive it, that he is uh, bigger than the game, well, then why is this any different? This right. is absolutely no different. This is what we've asked the biggest star in the game, the most global athlete that we have right now, arguably. But this is what we've pried him and we've led him into. So don't have this double-edged sword where, oh, well, it's okay for us to do it, but if he's going to play along with it, oh, well, now he's just an ego-driven. Uh, I, I just don't like hearing that argument. I get frustrated every time I hear it. They feed it. It makes I mean, no sense. I don't think he busted down Bristol, Connecticut with a pistol and said, you're going to give me an hour of time. Now. You don't think ESPN sat there and said, you know what, LeBron? It's a great freaking idea because everybody's <laughs> going to watch. That's a great idea. Yes, it's done. Let's and everybody why did. an hour special? Let's make it an hour. I mean, do a Google search. I mean, people were on, you know, doing Google searches on every website they could in the weeks leading up to this, just drooling at the thought of, you know, Jane Pauley or someone saying, I heard LeBron's thinking about the Warriors. And we're like, oh, my God, he's going to go to the Warriors. I heard, yes, sources said. It was something different every day. And, Jay, I don't, I don't know if you can remember in any sport a frenzy of rumors in this short period of time regarding a few players in a sport. It was something new every day. And every time someone had a source that said anything, you know, LeBron James had Chinese food last night. You know, he had pizza. He's leaning toward, toward New York. Oh, my God, he had pizza. Yep. It, 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 I agree. And that, and that's, it was listed as news if somebody said they heard something. That, and that's kind of what I'm saying in the fact that we fed this. You know, we brought this on, all the media attention. And so for him to come out and say, you know what, I'm going to do a special, I don't care. Then if we really didn't care, I think that's what everyone just kind of got taken back by it. Whoa, 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 whoa. what do you mean? It's okay for us to want to know and us to want to be on top of everything and tweeting and sources and, and living on the Internet at work. and all. Yeah. But the truth is, once he says, okay, you know what, you guys are feeding into this, I'm going to go ahead and give you, you know, in essence, what everybody's asking for anyway. I'll just blow this thing up, and then they all back up. Now he's, he's the bad guy. 
But in uh, yeah. terms of how it actually went down, I think he answered every question exactly how you have to answer it. I think he gave all the right answers. And he said he said all the right things. The thing that's so frustrating to me, Micah, is the guy goes and takes less money to win championships. And, and mind you, I'll ask you this. How, how do we judge players today, regardless of sport? How do you judge them? Well, championships, sure. Championships. So the guy goes and he says, okay, well, if I'm going to be considered a great, I need to win championships. Guess what? If LeBron James retires the Cleveland Cavalier with zero championships, is there really any argument to say, yeah, he's the greatest of all time? No. It's not even a topic of conversation. He's got to have rings. He knows that. He went to a situation where he has to put his ego in check. All three players take less money. They're not the alpha male. And I just don't, I, to be honest, it's, it's what so many people beg for athletes today to do. He does it. That's, that's what I wanted to hit on. That, that's what I wanted to hit on. It, didn't he really do what we beg for these guys to do? We want them to want to win more than, than to have the money. First of all, it's nonsense. Because first of all, people need to realize is this is their job. They have a shelf life on their athleticism and their ability to earn this kind of money. Because your right. body just craps out at some point. I don't blame guys for getting everything they can. I don't blame them. Because at a certain point, your earning is done. You, can't, you can only make so much money because one day no one's going to want you. So mm-hmm. we, we love Jordan because early on, remember Jordan didn't take what he was worth because he had all the endorsements. He, he wanted to put a team around him. Um, yeah, Tom Brady well, you know, didn't people take say a that. Money. People say that. I think when I hear people say, um, you know, Jordan this, Jordan that, and he didn't go anywhere, well, it's not really too much of a reason to go anywhere when you're winning championships. Of course you're not going to go anywhere. You won three, and then you, you came back. You took two years off and won three again. You know, so it's easy for Jordan to stay. And on top of that, what did they do in Chicago that they didn't do in Cleveland? Surrounded him with talent. I mean, I'm not well, saying early on, not really. I mean, Luke, they... Well, I'm not saying Will Purdue and, and <laughs> Luke Longley. And, and, yeah, but he Jordan, had pieces. Jordan wrote name, the card. Name one Cavalier that would – name one Cavalier, of course, Grant. Name one Cavalier that could hold a candle with Scottie Pippen. Can you? Um, no, I mean – No. No, so all this, all this. Oh God, we're gonna, I, I promise you, this is going to be the hour of LeBron James. I just don't see him getting off it because I promise you, Dan Gilbert, that letter that you wrote, you're angry at nobody other than yourself because you didn't do a damn thing in the seven years that you had a championship gift wrap and and, at, and all in your home court. You didn't surround him with a damn thing. So don't you dare go ahead and start throwing accusations at LeBron James when you didn't do your job. Cleveland fans don't need to be mad at LeBron because he gave you everything. You guys were lucky enough to have, for, have, for having his entertainment for seven years. You need to be mad at Dan Gilbert because that dude did not do his job. And well, he brought he in an agent check. But that's my point. Who did he bring in? Wow. That was his all-in move. That really was his all-in move. That's it. And then, okay, so Antoine Jameson, who, albeit he averaged 16 points uh, after the trade, but really, Antoine Jameson, that, that should go for the gusto. Delonte West, okay. don't forget. Don't forget Delonte West. Oh, I, I mean, because that's a huge move. Come on, man. I'm, I don't want to hear this nonsense from Dan. No, I, I thought that was he's a fraud. When he called him out and said he quit in the playoffs. You know what? Wow. People are going, to, are going to have their own opinions about it. I mean, there's no question about it. It, the level of play for LeBron James in games five and six definitely tapered off, definitely trailed. Um, 
but for all intent and purposes, there's too many rumors going out, and they're all just rumors, but who knows what was going on? I've heard some rumors. It's not for me to judge if anything was going on. Yes, he's a professional, and he needs to rise above that, but I'm not going to take two games and say and act like I didn't watch this kid play for seven years. He doesn't quit on his team. He does. I mean, was he a little? Was he non-existent? Was he passing the ball more than LeBron might usually do? Yeah, probably. But don't don't oh, try to get his teammates involved. Don't you yell at him for that too? We're about to yell at LeBron for getting his teammates involved too. But it, yeah, it all yeah. does. It, it always seems to come back on the one guy, and it always does in sports. I think it's ridiculous. Uh, and he did the one thing. He could have cashed in. What do you? What do you lose thirty? He could have gotten $30 million more to find with the Cavaliers. But look, we've got to take a break. We're going to keep talking about this. I mean, much to my, my nauseous stomach. Uh, but we've got to take a break. We'll be right back here on VoiceAmericaSports.com. This is G Cobb in the house. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. Join Patricia Raskin, the host of Positive Living on VoiceAmerica.com, Monday at 11 Pacific. This program brings you practical and inspiring principles for living a more authentic, engaging, and passionate life. Patricia's guests will give you a formula for connecting, giving, forgiving, and miraculous living. So tune in and call to Positive Living, Mondays at 11 Pacific time, right here on VoiceAmerica.com. Do you want to know what's really going on these days? Well, Capital Thinking takes you inside the worlds of policy, politics, law, and business. What happens in Washington, on Wall Street, and in our nation's legal system impacts your business every day. We're taking you on a behind-the-scenes tour of all of it. Each week, we bring you unfiltered conversation with a variety of influential policymakers, lawyers, and business leaders. I'm Kevin O'Neill, and I'm your host as Capital Thinking tours the halls of power. Join me for Capital Thinking on the Voice America Business Network each Thursday at noon Eastern and 9 a.m. Pacific Time. If you want to get ahead, you have to stand out from the crowd, the clutter, and the competition. Are you? Tune in each week for Standing Out with Lauren Saunier. Lauren and her guests have the secrets that can help you and your business get noticed, get attention, and achieve your desired results no matter where you're starting from. Standing Out with Lauren Saunier, live every Friday at 12 noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Get ready to be a marketing machine. Internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. You're joined up with G Cobb in the house featuring Gary Cobb and co-host Michael Warren. You want to get in on the conversation? Call in now. It's toll free. 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or send an email to GaryCobb at AOL.com. Remember, two R's and two B's in that name. Now back to G Cobb in the house. All right, we're back here. I'm Michael Warren, along with Jason Ashworth. We are discussing <gasps> LeBron James. Oh, boy. Oh, God. <laughs> Jason, the first time I just I can't stop you from talking. I mean, you, you are so involved in this subject. <laughs> but, but so, so we're talking LeBron James, obviously. And one thing I wanted to, to mention real quick, I thought it was funny. Did you see uh, Joaquin Noah get interviewed no. about uh, LeBron going to Miami? No, I did not. 
<laughs> what are we missing here? If you saw it in text, I don't think it has the right effect because the video of him, he has this look on his face like, oh boy, he's like, no, well, we're uh, still, uh, you know, we're still good. I mean, yeah, we got uh, booze in here and. <laughs> <laughs> kind of like he's that, like that, that like uh, to, look of like, denial. He's trying to convince himself that the bull is still <laughs> going to give them problems. And, you know, who knows? Maybe they will because, again, all this is on paper. We haven't seen it. Uh, we haven't seen it, uh, it play out. So we still don't know just how good they're going to be together, who they're going to the, put with them. But you have to agree. Now, now, before when you had mentioned that we kind of put everything on LeBron when he was in Cleveland, it's like, oh, he can't win. He's not a winner. He's not this and that. Uh, isn't the pressure kind of on now that these guys have to perform? I mean, I don't, I don't want to say is he out of excuses, but is he out of excuses? Um, you know what? Not, not yet. Not yet, because I think it's pretty well understood um, that, I mean, they have five guys, maybe total. on the, Actually, you know what? They traded Beasley. So not they traded Beasley for a bag of peanuts. Yeah, well, no, I mean, yeah, for a future second-round pick. Ooh. The second overall pick went to the Timberwolves for a future second round. Really? Tell me you're not just jumping salary there. <laughs> uh, I mean, there's still holes. They still then you wonder, uh, why didn't the Sixers get it on that? You know what? They had a chance to get Beasley. Everybody and, uh, did. They gave him up for a second round pick. I know. Tell me about it. I know. why. I guess um, I, I would have to believe they just didn't have the room to do it salary-wise, um, which – I mean, we can get into Sixers and, and all that kind of nonsense later. Um, but, I mean, just back to your point, they, they have a lot of holes that they need to fill still. Um, are they holes that I think they need impact players? No, not necessarily. I mean, they're already talking about Mike Miller signing a four-year, $30 million deal. Uh, I believe it's four years, maybe five. Uh, but a $30 million deal to go there, so, I mean, there's your shooter. And they already have Mario Chalmers, so there's your point. When in all reality, look, LeBron and Wade can run the point. Uh, LeBron spent plenty of time running the ball uh, up the court in Cleveland, and, and Wade did the same before Chalmers came in there anyway. So really, I think they need to focus on finding a serviceable big man uh, for, for Bosch to be effective. Uh, somebody's got to clean up the boards and, and take bodies off Bosch. And once they do those things, then, yeah, okay. Yeah, you guys Shaq's really available, have to What's that? Isn't Shaq still available? You know what? I said that yesterday. Once I found out that uh, – once I found out that LeBron was going to the Heat, that was my first thought. That, you know, okay, guess who's probably willing to take the veteran minimum right now to go get another ring? Do you think Shaq's the type of guy that wouldn't enjoy playing with those guys? I mean, he played with Wade before for all intent and purposes. They enjoyed playing it together. He played with uh, LeBron for all intent and purposes. They enjoyed playing together. Um, he, hasn't, he hasn't played with Bosch on the same team. Um, but, I mean, for all intent and purposes, this would be fun for a guy like Shaq. And I can definitely see these guys. Um, you know, having some fun on the floor, and that Shaq's the type of guy that he would take. I would think he'd take a pay cut at this point in his career. A significant he probably would, with, with limited know. minutes, because I mean he's breaking down. Yeah, of course. Hey, if I'm Shaq, or, or check that. If I'm the Heat, I'm Pat Riley. Hey, Shaq, you know what? Sit the season out. Just come in when we play Dwight Howard. That's it. I only need you to throw a big body on Dwight Howard because, in all reality, I think they they're not going to have too much difficulty with the rest of the East. It's matching up big men. So that's what they're, they're going to have to find, just a big body out there to just throw against the Dwight Howards of the Eastern Conference. Um, and, and once they do that, even if it's just Shaq or some serviceable big man, the rest of the team will be able to, will be able to take over. Well, here's another thing, too, because we were talking about um, we blame LeBron for this and the media for this. Here, here's here, here's someone I'd like to point some blame at, which I think is just downright shameful. 
some of these teams, when I say some of these teams, I'm talking about the New York Knicks. What other business will tell its customers it's going in the tank for two years to prepare for some guy's free agency that they aren't even sure if they can get? They started moving players and money around two years ago. How do you tell your fans that? And then you come up empty-handed. I, I don't. You take a deep breath. That's what you do. You just take a deep breath because, to be honest with you, that yeah, they are big-time losers in this whole thing. Uh, that's exactly what they did. They tanked everything. They dropped salary. They banked everything out, and they they rode everything on LBJ, and they came up short. And you can you can try and sell me Stoudemire all you want. That's not who they wanted. The only reason they brought Stoudemire in is it was a chip. He's good friends with LeBron James. And they so, knew they were in danger of losing out and getting nothing, and they still might move David Lee. Correct. I'm sorry, they did. Uh, they, they, mean, they did a sign, in, it, it, did a sign uh, trade. That's not winning basketball. <laughs> and uh, I'm, if, if I'm Amari Stoudemire right now, I'm, uh, I'm probably sweating a little bit. Now, granted, I'm sweating with $100 million in my pocket. But, <laughs> uh, I don't know how happy I am. Yeah, right. But it's, uh, it's, I thought it was just disgraceful. If I'm a Knicks fan, I just have to feel so betrayed right now, not by LeBron, but my own team. Who, I mean, they brought in garbage like Stephon Marbury uh, and just really shuffling around garbage and nonsense. Oh, we're going to have cap room for when LeBron becomes a free agent. And when I heard that two years ago, I remember thinking, I can't remember a time someone made a two-year decision ahead of time. And it, and it wasn't uh, even guaranteed. They weren't even one of two teams in it. They were about one of five. Yeah. Um, I, I, I guess i got to be honest Yeah, I can't remember a team planning two years ahead. But, again, that comes to the whole, you know, we led the show off with LeBron James isn't your, <laughs> he's not your prototypical, uh, you know, athlete figure. Call him what you want. I mean, he's, a, he's the best the sport in terms of hype. He's the most hyped athlete that the sport has ever seen. So I guess uh, he forces teams to do things like that. Yeah, I mean, obviously with that level of talent, then all of a sudden people do this stuff and the fans get involved and the teams and we all want LeBron. Uh, If you had to pick right now, are they a hands-down favorite to come out of the East? Because I think it's just easy to say right now when we haven't even seen the product on the floor. Everyone's already handing the Heat the championship. I don't know if I agree with that. Uh, You know, yeah, I, I... I mean, the Sixers have Elton Brand. Oh, come on. I can't believe you. Andre Iguodala. To be honest with you, that, was, that team didn't even pop into the 10 possibilities probably come out of the East, if, and 10 probably pushing it. Um, but I would have to say, are they the hands-on favorite? And yes, they almost have to be, right? It's not, I'm not trying to give them the championship, but yes, they, I mean, because who – Let's just look at the competition. The only competition I really see them having are the Bulls. The Bulls obviously have a, a, a better lineup, one through five. They added Boozer. Um, they have the best young point guard in the game. So if there's anyone that could, that could challenge the Heat, yeah, I'd, I'd have to say it's the, it's the Bulls. Celtics, eh, they're probably a little past the Hawks. I don't know how the Hawks – I mean, the Hawks haven't shown they can play in the playoffs. Yeah, um, what, was, what was it giving Joe Johnson all that money? Oh, I know. How – how awkward is it, or not even awkward, but I guess ironic, that of all the free agents, <laughs> you know, for the last two years, we've been looking like, oh, these guys are free agents. These guys are going to be the free agents. Oh, there's going to be a huge class, LBJ, that Joe Johnson comes out the biggest winner, $119 million. And he comes out by leaps and bounds. <laughs> 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 that, 
are you serious? Nineteen million dollars higher than the next guy out there? I don't know. I just thought that was that was comical. And you know what? Too, I wanted for all the people that I've heard complain. Uh, you know, on sports radio, people calling in about, oh, this is this is what the sport has come to. You got these guys talking about where they want to go and all this. And I'm thinking, yeah, first of all, they can because it's not illegal to do that. Um, but what people forget is this is kind of a perfect storm. When have you ever seen this many free agents at this level of talent? This is a rarity. I don't. I mean, I think people are acting like, oh, there goes the whole NBA. There goes sports because these guys said, hey, why don't we get together and go play? We'll, we'll play together, take less money, win a championship. But I'm, that's what bothers me. That God, that bothers me when people say that. Is anything different? What? I'm sorry, people couldn't do it in baseball? People couldn't say, hey, you know what, a couple free agents, yeah, we're going to go play with the Yankees because they're going to pay us. The only, only, only difference here is that these guys said they'll take less money. If, for example, you could do it in football, if it lined up that – for, and I'm just using examples here, if it lined up to Tom Brady, Chris Johnson, and Andre Johnson, we're all free agents. And they said, you know what, guys, we're going to take less money and we're going to go play somewhere. We're going to go play in Baltimore or wherever it may be. Oh, you can do that. The problem is most athletes don't want to take less money. It's that simple. These guys were willing to put their egos aside and say, hey, you guys want to win? Fine, I'll win, and I know it needs to sacrifice, and that's my paycheck, and I'm okay with that. And trust me, I think they're doing okay anyway. Okay, so Jay, why aren't these guys being celebrated? They're, they're being just killed. They're getting killed for this. Why are they being celebrated? It didn't happen to their team. It didn't happen to their team. Everybody in Philadelphia would be doing backflips right now if this happened <laughs> for the Sixers. Everybody yeah. in New York would be doing backflips if it happened with New York. I guarantee you everybody right now in Miami is doing backflips. Cleveland's doing front flips because they, just, because they got hosed in the whole deal. I can't tell you a player that will go to Cleveland, period. LeBron James is the reason half the buildings are still up in Cleveland. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> that, was, That's true. that is true. The revenue the economy was based on LeBron James. Well, now, if you're – I guess you kind of had to know this taking the job, but is Byron Scott the big loser in all this? <laughs> he goes Ooh. to Cavaliers. I mean, I'll tell you let's what. talk about I'll the – tell you what. I don't know <sighs> – you know what? It's almost. What do you do if you're Byron Scott? Because you know you went there with the at least somewhere in your back pocket the thought of, okay, I can lure in, I can re-sign uh, LeBron James, um, I can possibly get Chris Paul here, or if I can get Chris Paul here, that's another chip to sign LeBron James. Um, do you think? Do you think they told Scott there was a good chance he was coming back? Do I think what? Do you think that that the brass in Cleveland told Byron Scott there's a good chance he's coming back? I mean, he, he might have done a surprise. I mean, you, you know what? I, I don't. I couldn't tell you what they told him because after after the I would love to know. I time. would love to know what that interview was like. But you won't. But you won't. And you know why you won't? You know. What pisses me off? You yeah. won't know until afterwards because because everything that Dan Gilbert wrote in that letter tells me so much about how he does business that you don't know what the heck they told Byron Scott, and we probably won't know until Byron's not a coach there anymore. And you know, and then he'll come out with some outlandish little crybaby speech. If I knew we were going to get on this, if Dan Gilbert had a backbone at all, a backbone at all, he would have expressed his frustration and his disappointment in LeBron James after that series, not hide it, sit on it, wait till he says I'm not coming back, and then cry to the world about it. Yeah, but, yeah, but, but saying that would have sealed the deal. He was on the fence. 
Yeah, that, he was on the fence about coming back to Cleveland. If he criticizes the refs. I don't care. No, it's just it can be. It's a conversation. It's hey, look, LeBron, I'm disappointed. You know, we were in a big spot. You didn't come through. Our, you know, our top guy has to be better than that. Blah blah blah. Say something. Don't come out in this firestorm after the fact and then destroy a guy that gave you everything for seven years. That he comes, in all reality brought money. If you, how do you, how do they get a new arena? I'm sorry, we got to stop it for one second because we got to take a break. We'll get back uh, to that on the other side. Jr. We'll get to your call. On the other side, this is G Cobb in the house. See you in a second. The opening kickoff is a beauty. It's a fly ball deep right field. That goes O'Neal. He's at the shot. Got it. With 2.8 seconds left to left. I don't care where they put him. This one is out of here. From high school to the pros, we. We cover everything. Let your voice be heard. Voice America Sports. Hey, football fans, are you ready for an intelligent discussion about the Buffalo Bills and the National Football League? Are you tired of listening to talk show hosts that have never played football? Instead of answering your questions, they prefer to listen to themselves. And when they don't like what you're saying, they just cut you off. Well, that won't happen on the Jeff Nixon Sports Report. Keep it clean, stay relatively calm and rational, and the discussion will flow well. Join Jeff Nixon Monday afternoons at 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Sports Network. Frankly Speaking About Cancer is a program designed to empower survivors and their caregivers to deal with the social and emotional challenges of cancer. Drawing on resources from wellness communities throughout America and abroad, the show will invite physicians, researchers, nurses, social workers, patients, and caregivers to share their advice on how to live a better life with cancer. Join host Kim Tibaldo, President and CEO of the Wellness Community, Tuesday afternoons at 1 p.m. Pacific Time and 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and wellness network what it comes down to ladies is that defining line between been there done that and ain't going back baby yeah i've heard them call you yuppies and baby boomers maybe even dolls babes darling sugar and sweetheart but i say that women are truly amazing join dr marlene for amazing women brains beauty and style every wednesday at 1 p.m pacific right here on the voice america women's radio network Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. You're joined up with G Cobb in the house, featuring Gary Cobb and co-host Michael Warren. You want to get in on the conversation? Call in now. It's toll-free. 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or send an email to GaryCobb at AOL.com. Remember, two R's and two B's in that name. Now back to G Cobb in the house. All right, we're back here on G Cobb in the house on VoiceAmericaSports.com. I'm Michael Warren along with Jason Ashworth. And Jay has been lit up over the LeBron stuff. We're going to go to the phones right now. We've got JR on the line. JR, are you there? Yeah, I'm here. I'm here. How you doing, buddy? Oh, I'm doing great, man. Lovely day. It's beautiful. It's summer. And <laughs> I, think, I think the heat is actually the heat right now with LeBron James being in Miami Heat. And if everybody who hates him, I don't understand why they would. Because in any sport, it doesn't matter if it's basketball, baseball, football, tennis. 
as long as you're getting paid well and you got it. If you've been there in the team, in one team for like a long time and you haven't been capable of getting a ring, why you wouldn't take a chance to do that? Uh, like for the Lakers, they got Kobe, they got a great coach, Phil Jackson, that did with the Bulls, whatever, you know, a dynasty. I mean, of course, if we got Pat Riley and we got uh, players like Dwayne Wade and LeBron James in it, what they gonna hate on it? I mean, I see it like this is a celebration, and finally we got a competition because LeBron James seems like the only person right now in the in the NBA that'll be able to really stop Kobe the way that he wants to play. Now, now are you a Heat fan? You're a Heat fan. Yes, I'm. I'm the Heat fan, and I'm doing way all the way, and I'm just happy that LeBron James became a Miami Heat. Oh, of course you are. You must be really excited. What I tell oh, you, man, this is like, man, I was ready to drink, getting my drink after yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't gonna lie. JR, I agree with you completely. Yes. I, 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 I like, see, I, even though I'm a Miami Heat fan, I'm not gonna be like uh, hating on all the teams. I actually look at the whole situation and how some players are capable of doing things. Like, I'm, I mean, Boston, I was happy when. The, you know, Paul Pierce, Ray Allen, and Kevin Garnett, you know, it was a break. Some people deserve a break. And when they get a, a team that where they could perform the way that they should, I mean, so be it. That's how it is. Well, now I've heard rumors down there. Is, is there any truth that – is Pat Riley thinking of coming back to the bench? Oh, uh, I got to look into that. That would be lovely if we do because <laughs> he, he's just an old-school coach just like Phil Jackson – I mean, he did things for the Lakers back in the day. So, I mean, I, and Patrick, Patrick Irwin used to play with him in the Knicks back in the day. So, I mean, he's a great coach. That, that would be lovely, actually, if we did come back. Well, I mean, for you guys team, down in Miami. Like, I'm sorry, Jay, go ahead. I was going to say he built the team. For everybody who wants to say that Riley, you know, Riley knows his place and he won't take over the bench. I think we all pretty much understand where this is going. He won't take over the bench unless they start struggling. If they start struggling, I can see Pat stepping in, and rightfully so. He built this team. Uh, Pat Riley's the one that, that's putting these pieces together, so it's almost like it's his puzzle, and uh, and he should live and die with it, uh, to be honest with you. If it works out, he's a genius. Not really. It's mm-hmm. hard to be a genius when you have three superstars, but the, the fact that he made it work uh, makes him a genius, uh, and if it doesn't work out, then he's the GOAT. Uh, yeah, that's true. But it, de- it definitely seems to be the trend of where the NBA is headed. Do you remember when Peyton and, and Malone tried to ride yeah. it out at the end of their career for a championship? didn't work out, but then you had mm-hmm. the Celtics, the big three over there. Now you have uh, you have the three over here in Miami. So, and, you know, and, and you have to think that next year in New York, it may wind up being Stoudemire, Mello, and Tony Parker. So it, it seems like that's the way that the, the NBA is moving towards, you know, superstars with a couple role players. And while it, shift the balance of power to a few teams, I mean, it's going to make for some interesting rivalries. It'll probably yeah, make you're right about that because the ego, you remember as Kobe first came to the NBA, he had like a big ego about him being a great player. I mean, he's a great player, but and you know how he's doing, what he's capable of doing. And finally, when he got with Phil Jackson, Phil Jackson got him in the right direction so he don't get cocky and actually play the sport and be able to do Everybody get get everybody involved at the same time. I'm going to ask you this, Jr. I'm not asking you to speak for all the fans in Miami. Just maybe for yourself. Okay. What, okay. Sorry. What would constitute? <laughs> what would just for this year, even the next year? 
What would constitute failure? Is anything less than a championship at this point a failure? Uh, not really. You know, I mean, I, you know, I mean, I, I, of course, like everybody got the team and everybody wants the team to win. Uh, I see like Miami Heat doing some big things. Even if I, I see us getting being on the finals, we are late. That will be the first thing. Okay. All right. Yeah, I see it. Well, well Jar, we appreciate the call. Uh, getting some Miami Heat fans in here who now must feel like Christmas, <laughs> Christmas in July, huh? Yeah, you already know it's a big celebration, man. Next season is gonna we are gonna be watching every single game. Well, Jim, right. thanks so much. Enjoy your new team and uh, have a beer for us, all right? Oh yes, yeah, <laughs> I will. <laughs> I appreciate it, man. Right, thanks. Uh, right, take care. What did I tell you, Mike? I, I told you I know. it doesn't matter. It's whatever city that this happens to. It's nothing but a celebration. But everybody who missed out now they're bitter, and they're now it's bitter for the NBA. You can hear him smiling through the phone. I think. Yeah. Yeah, I, mean, I can feel his cheeks. Are you serious? This guy's ecstatic, and why wouldn't you be? It makes life relevant. It makes the game exciting. And not not life relevant, but you know, basketball life in terms of um, you know sports and whatnot in Miami. It makes you relevant. It makes it fun. If it happens to you, of course you're celebrating. I don't necessarily think it's bad for the game. It's just different, and people aren't used to different. And, you know, it's funny because anybody in Philadelphia that wants to hate, uh, I seem to remember some people getting pretty upset when uh, – Mr. Lee left. Everyone had the dreams of Halliday, Hamill, Lee, Half. You know, they wanted that super stud rotation. Yep. And uh, actually, speaking of that, you know, I've had enough LeBron. I mean, I know you're all excited about it, but uh, anybody that didn't notice today, Mr. Cliff Lee was inches from being a New York Yankee. You want to talk about, you want to talk about piling up? They don't even need starting pitching. And they were very close to getting him. Now they're going to have to wait for the offseason where they just re-sign him to a huge deal. He's going to miss out on him for a few months. But he ends up going to the Texas Rangers, Jay, and I wanted to talk to you about this. I've said on this program probably back in March and April, uh, anybody that listens knows, I once again shot my mouth off and was wrong. I picked, I picked you. I, I, it's true. I That's picked right. the Mariners to come out of the two lies you just told there because you never shoot your mouth off, and, <laughs> and less than you shoot your mouth off, you're never wrong. I know. Oh, it's, it's, it's amazing true. So, so I picked the Mariners to come out of the AL West. Uh, yeah, I, I, I think everybody did, man. They made some solid, at least on paper, what seemed like some solid acquisitions, solid moves, and Sean I can't Figgins, tell you why they had 50 like, losses already. You know, they still had King Felix to go with Cliff Lee. I mean, who knew? They weren't going to be able to score a run. They're sure. wretched. They're awful. Uh, so they had to move Lee to the Rangers, who are – up in the AL West, uh, five and a half games. Uh, they, they gave up Justin Smoke was the big um, was the big chip in that one. Their uh, first baseman, who was a top pick in two thousand eight, um, wasn't hitting terribly well this year. He's hitting two hundred nine, but um, uh, obviously still a prospect. You know, it was early form. It was his first taste of the big leagues. Do you think this even gives the Rangers enough ammo to compete with with the likes of you know the Rays are still there, the Red Sox, the Yankees, the big names? Are they – is this going to be enough? I mean, he hopefully he's a stud. Yes. To be honest with you, yes. Correct me if I'm wrong. Well, no, no, don't even correct me. Where are the Rangers right now? Five and a half games up in the division. And who did they just add? Cliff Lee. You tell me. Can they compete? If they're five and a half games up, 
You're talking down to out me. Cliff Lee. You just added the arguable Cy Young winner. I mean, to this point in the in the AL. I mean, I don't know. You eight, tell me. Eight and three. Eight and three with a two four six ERA. I checked about a week ago. He had walked five people all year. I mean, five people all year. That's the first inning for Joe Blanton. Oh, tell me about it. <laughs> so, so, yes, to answer your question, yes, I think they have a great chance uh, to compete. Well, we'll see. Now, for Phillies fans, this is actually a good thing because uh, he could have gone to the Reds, who they were rumored to be interested. Well, first of all, let's get into that, too. The media reports of the Phillies are interested in Cliff Lee. Such and such is the Reds are interested in Chris Cliff Lee. You're no kidding. They're probably also interested in Sabathia and Lincecum. And I want to freaking team in the in everybody's the is interested in Cliff Lee. That's like saying, you know, hey, newsflash: the Sixers would take LeBron James if they could make a trade. Oh, really? Really? Okay. Yeah, I'm interested in they, Megan they Fox. They value who they have. They'd what? I'm interested in Megan Fox. Yeah. Well, hey. <laughs> so that could happen. This it could happen because I'm interested. Would like to be a millionaire. Oh, really nice. nice. <laughs> I'm interested in finding a big box of money. Yeah, right. I mean, so all uh, that stuff it, is such nonsense. But but you never know. He could have gone to the Dodgers, the Reds, the Mets. That would have spelled absolute doom for a Phillies team that obviously coming off two World Series appearances, they won one of them. They're supposed to. Um, they were supposed to run away with the division with Halliday. That has not happened. They are they are behind two teams in the division. And it doesn't, I mean, you can say injuries, fine, whatever they happen to everybody, they've taken a few. There's still enough talent on this team. They're just underperforming. I mean, the bullpen is, oh, the bullpen you know is grace. Yeah, but where's the, you know what, I'm going to agree but disagree. There is still a lot of talent on this team, uh, at least offensively. Um, you know, just the fact that they still have Ryan Howard and Jimmy Rollins is back. And, uh, I mean, well, Howard's been playing fine all year, Jay. What's that? He's been playing fine all year, and they're still... I know. Well, that, that's kind of what I'm saying. I mean, even to say you still have Worth and Howard and Rollins in the lineup, and uh, say what you want, but, I mean, at least, well, I'm not saying Raul Bonner is having a great year. He's only got 40 RBI. But I'm just saying there is enough in this lineup to where you can still compete. The problem is the injuries that you've had, combine that with the bullpen has been non... The bullpen has been terrible, and say what you want, yeah, you're getting Ryan Madsen back and Chad Durbin's on his way back. You still need to figure out what's going on in your closer role. Oh, you saying Liz isn't the answer? Yeah, he's the answer. Saying? I just don't know if he's the right answer. You know, <laughs> he's an he answer. may be an answer, but there's such a thing as a wrong answer. <laughs> That's uh, the answer I, mean, I was looking for. Yeah, fair enough. So there's just so many questions uh, surrounding this team that, that we've talked about this, Mike, and, and I know it's early. I mean, we haven't even reached the all-star break. For all intent and purposes, it's still a race. No right, so out of it look, yet. But hold that thought. We got to take a break. Hold that thought. We got to take a break because there's Ooh, some Jason hangers. I like it. I like it. Uh, I'm I some more stuff too. But uh, we got to take a break here on G Cobb in the House on VoiceAmericaSports.com. to the pros we, we cover everything let your voice be heard voice america sports 
Are you ready to talk football with the greatest wide receiver player and coach in NFL history? Tune in to Wide Open with Andre Rison. Andre is ready to talk to you and give his thoughts on the sport. There'll be celebrity guests, coaches, players, artists, and more. He'll go beyond the game with a look from the coach's point of view and feature a high school player each week. Tune in to Wide Open with host Andre Rison. Featured Thursdays at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. So Andy Serling packed his bags, left the city, and is enjoying his temporary digs in Saratoga. But that won't stop us from bringing you Playing to Win, the best online handicapping show for serious horse players. Catch Andy and his great lineup of guests every week throughout the month of August on location from the beautiful Saratoga Racecourse. He and his guests are some of the best in the biz. They bring you new insights to making money, and they tell it like it is. I'm 3-5-1 in this race, but the 3 is very much the one to be. We're going to completely disagree on this race. I absolutely disagree. Spies are especially at one to two. And it's anything but the same old horse racing show. This is a nine horse field, but really there are seven donkeys and two zebras. Playing to win with Andy Serling, a show seriously committed to making more money at the game, but with a personality. This is a dunce cap horse for me. If this horse wins, next week I got the dunce cap on. YouBet.com's Playing to Win, presented by the Daily Racing Forum. Look for it the day before big race days, mostly Fridays. Find a complete schedule in the Daily Racing Forum or click on Playing to Win at YouBet.com. The IS Outdoors Talk Radio Show brings two well-known outdoorsmen to the Voice America Network with hunting and fishing info news, talking about everything from new sporting gear, places to hunt and fish, and getting more from your recreation time. Join hosts Brock Ray and Don Kirk Thursday mornings at 7 a.m. Pacific time for IS Outdoors on the Voice America Sports Channel. With their combined experience of 60 years in the woods, Brock and Don have traveled widely creating TV shows and writing articles on hunting and fishing. Blessed with down-home humor, they are also well-versed in environmental concerns, firearms ownership, and animal rights issues. IS Outdoors offers brisk interaction with the audience, soliciting opinions and questions on a wide range of outdoors subjects. Tune in every Thursday morning at 7 a.m. Pacific time to the IS Outdoors Talk Radio Show with Brock Ray and Don Kirk, right here on the Voice America Sports Channel. The fans now have a voice to speak their mind. No holds barred. I just think that the coach made a mistake. Crazy. (laughs) NFL, MLB, NBA, NHL. Speak up. Speak up. Or forever hold your mouth. We ain't playing around here. Voice America Sports. You're joined up with G Cobb in the house featuring Gary Cobb and co-host Michael Warren. You want to get in on the conversation? Call in now. It's toll free. 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or send an email to GaryCobb at AOL.com. Remember, two R's and two B's in that name. Now back to G Cobb in the house. Oh boy, we're back here on G Cobb in the house on VoiceAmericaSports.com. I'm Michael Warren, along with Jason Ashworth. We talked a lot of LeBron tonight. And we started to get into the Cliff Lee thing with the Phillies, and the Phillies who are down 4 to nothing already in the third inning, two errors, six hits given up. Boy, those are some stats we can all live with. Now, I'm, I mentioned before uh, about Jason Worth. His name all of a sudden is popping up. Uh, he's not signed at the end of this year. People speculated he's going to get 15 to $18 million a year from somebody. I think that speculation was when he was hitting well. Um, so, 
we'll uh, we'll have to see with that. But we got actually we got our buddy Ray Ellis on the line. Ray, you there? Yeah, Micah, how you doing, man? What's going on, Ray? How you doing, buddy? Oh, I'm doing wonderful. Listen, I, I know you changed the subject, but I, I just had to chime in before the show was over with on the LeBron James. I, I had to get my two cents in. Because Keep it going. Cause Jay, that's all Jay wants to talk about tonight, right? I, so, lo- I love it. I hey, appreciate hey, the call. Hey, how you doing there, man? Good. How you doing, bro? Listen, uh, you know, I, I think what, what, what's hard for a lot of people to understand is, uh, you know, it's, it's such an emotional attachment for for the fans of, of all sports, whenever they you, they lose, uh, you know, one of the hometown heroes or, or just one of the uh, players of which they become attached to. First of all, LeBron James does not live in Cleveland. He lives in Akron, which is about oh, 20 minutes, a half an hour away. And it's, Correct. you know, two different, complete different cities. So uh, let me clarify that first. And But then also, I mean, it'll take me back to, you know, my playing days and just watching, you know, sports over the years. And, and LeBron did mention it, that there, were gonna, there was going to come a day when Cleveland was not going to consult with him and they were going to let him go. And I remember, I, I've seen people like Joe Montana, Marcus Allen, I mean, those are Hall of Famers, uh, Wilbur Montgomery, you know, uh, Maurice Cheeks. I will never forget the day when the cameras pulled up and shot the camera directly in Moe's face and asked him, how did he feel about being traded? He didn't even know. Yeah. You know, so for the nerve of this, uh, this Gilbert guy, you know, to a, to a, I mean, to a, personally, a, a personality attack on LeBron James, who has given everything that he has, and I'm sure the value of that franchise has increased quite a bit in those yeah. seven years that he was there. I, I would think that that guy would have taken – um, a, a higher road, if you will, uh, just in his, um, you know, departing words or the last words he ha- ever had to say uh, as it related to his relationship with LeBron James. I, I would think that, that he would be more appreciative of what LeBron did night in, night out. I, re- I remember when the Cavs didn't sell out. I'm born and raised in Canton, Ohio, so I know they didn't always sell out. So, you know, finally a number of athletes have gotten a chance to do what most people do when they decide what they want to do for a career is choose where they want to work, what city they want to live in, and, you know, if they want to walk away from the game, they can even do that. I mean, my guy, when Barry Sanders walked away from football, again, people didn't think that he had the rights to do that. So right. I, I think we got things kind of screwed up here a bit, but, you know, I'm happy for the kid. He's still playing basketball. He didn't walk away from basketball. You know, right. We're still going to be right. able to see some great basketball, and LeBron will be a part of that. Now, Ray, as an Ohio native, you think it's fair to say LeBron was pro- made the Cavaliers probably relevant for the first time since the Mark Price Brad Darty era? There's, there's no doubt in my mind. You're exactly right about that, and uh, you can believe there's so many people there that were happy that he was, you know, he was there playing ball in Cleveland because all of a sudden now on the weekend it added to the choices of what you could do, and, and well, not everybody's choice because. The majority of games were sold out. There weren't always tickets. But, yes, he resurrected that franchise. And the only other chance that, you know, they had to do something, of course, was when Michael Jordan came in there. And, and that was game five. So, and I think it was a five-game series, that, you know, where he made the shot at the end of the game. But, uh, yeah, and I'm, you know, I, I don't know if I'm, I'm happy about it or I'm, or I'm sad about it. But, uh, you know, of course, I was there during the drive and the fumble. And if this will remove the memories of the drive and the fumble, then fine, because we, <laughs> we did our best, too. But it, it just didn't happen. But uh, there is no doubt. He was, 
The only thing I would perhaps, my personal opinion, I wanted him to stay because I, I didn't care wherever he went, regardless of where he went, uh, with modern-day technology, he'll be the megastar that he is anyway in terms of his marketing and his brand. Sure. But, but in terms of an impact on a franchise, if he goes to any place else, there's already somebody who's had an impact on that franchise. As everybody says, Dwayne Wade already won the first ring, and he's still there. So he'll continue to be a part of that unless he gets hurt, you know. But in Cleveland, LeBron James is basketball. So for him to go any place else, he's going to share that. If he'd have stayed in Cleveland, it would have been all his. Ray, well, Ray, I agree with you uh, on, 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 on one second here, Mike. I agree with you on basically everything that you said. And, and you, put it, you put it all well, uh, to be honest with you. I think uh, I, I agree if he was going to make his mark, his own individual mark on a team in terms of winning a championship, reviving a city, which he didn't win the championship, but he certainly revived the city. Uh, I would have liked to see him stay in Cleveland if if it would have or at least could have led to a championship. And I think that I think that somewhere in his gut, somewhere he felt, and, and maybe maybe Dan Gilbert's letter was was always going on behind the scenes that you and I didn't have access to that we didn't know about that only LeBron knew to a man the way Dan Gilbert actually did business. But I I, I think that he knew the organization he was with, and they were never going to cross that hump in Cleveland, or at least he felt that. So when he had the opportunity to jump ship and get that all-elusive championship that too many people in media and, and us fans want to judge a player's greatness on, that it was just too good of an opportunity to pass up, wherever that may be. Cleveland did nothing in the free agent world until LeBron made his decision. And unfortunately, LeBron was making his decision based on what other teams were doing. I mean, look what Miami did, and that enticed him, and he went there. I mean, New York was a play because Amari Stoudemire went there. Not that they have anything really else to offer. You hit it in the head. He's not going to get any more global than he is. The Cavs didn't have anything to keep him. Well, I, I and Jay, you said a couple things there that I got to go back and I got to touch on. And you know, perhaps maybe there is there was something brewing there that we didn't know in terms of the relationship between Dan Gilbert and LeBron James, because I am telling you, regardless of what is, I mean, even in my days when Buddy ran me out of town, he still said something nice about me. I mean, this man said absolutely nothing nice about LeBron James, period. And, and that leads me to believe, so for there to be so much venom in, in his remarks, there was something brewing there. There, there really was. I mean, perhaps maybe, um, you know, LeBron again, trying to take the higher road, trying to be the class act that he's always been. Mm-hmm. Um, he knew what was going to happen, and, and he knew perhaps maybe he anticipated those remarks coming from Dan Gilbert. And I don't think – I haven't heard him respond to those remarks to this, to this day, I don't think. I agree. Uh, and, and he might be better off just not responding at this point. Just take the high road. You're already out of town. And I guarantee you guys we can go on for three hours, but we are coming up on the end of our hour here. And we have to let everybody go. But, Ray, I want to thank you for jumping on. You can jump on any time. We love having you on. Hey, I enjoy the show. You guys are doing a great job. Tell G, I said, hey, what's happening? And uh, keep up the good work, guys. You got it, Ray. Thank you, Ray. This is Steve Cobb in the house. For Jason Ashworth, Ray Ellis, I'm Michael Warren. We will see you guys next week. Have a good one.
Time to break the huddle. We'll be back again next Friday at 4 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Eastern for another edition of G Cobb in the House with Gary Cobb and Micah Warren. Have a great weekend, and we'll see you again soon. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.